Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's Thursday, March 11th. Stimulus checks are on the way and it's a good thing because after I got my taxes done yesterday, it's all going to pay the taxes the government charged me to give me a stimulus check. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What's happening, everybody? It's Rudy Povich. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can can subscribe to this podcast. That's the word I'm looking for. Subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher on Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. My brain is uh, a little foggy this morning, stayed out a little too late. Uh, Turns out that the Wednesday night whiskey and watch party that I usually throw myself uh, was a total bust because, uh, and I don't want to say a total bust. What happened was I sat down to watch this new movie called Boss Level on Hulu. I've heard so much about it. Uh, Stars Mel Gibson, who I know when we say his name, everybody kind of gets a little cringy. I'm giving him a pass now. I'm done. I'm tired of, of everybody thinking that you're not allowed to have a second chance. Everybody else is allowed to have a second chance except for Mel Gibson. And I'm tired of that. The guy's got amazing movies. He said some terrible things. He was going through a rough patch. I met his son. I worked on a movie with his son, Milo. Milo was a great guy. I feel like at some point we have to turn the tide on these people. Do we not? Isn't that We love a good comeback. And who better than Mel Gibson? I'm saying, man, if I had to hoist a flag in his defense, I would. I'm down for Mel Gibson. Anyway, he's got this new movie coming out or out right now. It's called Boss Level. I did not watch it last night. I got 10 minutes into it and then got a text message from a local comedian uh, here in Minneapolis, guy by the name of Casey Fletch. He was headlining the House of Comedy. He said, hey, man, uh, you want to swing up? Haven't seen you in a while. Why don't you hop on stage, do five minutes? And I thought, this will end terribly for me tonight. So I went to the House of Comedy, had a good set, but then I knew I was going to be out way too late. You know, and when I say late, I'm not talking about, Back in the day, you started pre-gaming to go out at around 10.30. For me, now, it's like, dude, if I see 9.45 on a clock, I know it's going to be bad business. And by about 10 o'clock, I finally crawled into bed and then up at 3.30. But that's why my brain is kind of swirling around. I'm going to try to move Wednesday night whiskey and watch party to Thursday night. I don't have a clever name for it yet. But we got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to be doing a little bit of traveling alone. We'll talk to you about that. Also, do you guys know a little bit about the baiting? Oh, yes. Go away, baiting! We're going to talk about that in just a moment. God, Idiocracy is such a good movie, is it not? But first, you guys know what day it is. Come on, it's March 11th. Oh, man, 311 day. I love this band. Somebody, I didn't realize this, but somebody had pointed it out that John Oliver quoted them as the Beatles of rap rock, which he's not off, man. I dig this band. Turn this up. Oh, man. 
seen them three times. I was going to say two, but third time just popped into my head. Uh, I've seen them uh, Harriet Island, St. Paul. I saw them at a place called Mill City Nights. Dumb name for a club. But uh, they played there one night. My buddy Dave, uh, his band was opening for him. So we went down, caught the show. Super nice guys. And then it just dawned on me that I had seen 311 play Myth in Maplewood. Another venue that doesn't get its due. I don't know why people hate that place. I dig it. Drinks are expensive. Yeah. Sight lines ain't all that great. You know what? Now that I'm saying it out loud, Myth sucks. <laughs> Never mind. What a crap hole. But, uh, yeah, man, I dig 311. And 311 started getting into my peripheral around the age of, like, 13, which was right about that same time when I was having a lot of problems with my stepdad who loved Bon Jovi. And I remember getting in the car. He had gone somewhere to, like, drop off a, you know, carburetor or some stupid car parts. And I was sitting in the car. I flipped the key over so that I could listen to the radio, turned it on to 102.5, out of Duluth. At the time, it was called The Bear. It was a rock station. It was about the only place I could actually hear rock music. God, man, they used to play... I remember hearing, uh, like, Everclear, Sparkle and Fade for the first time. What a great record that was. Off of that uh, that radio station. But 311 was on, and I was like, oh, my God. This is the fir- that was the first time I had ever heard Down. I was losing it. You know what? Can we play a little bit more 311 underneath? Let's do that. Okay. Love song's okay. If you're going to get, like, into somber 311, you should go Amber. Amber is definitely better, but we'll play Love Song for now. It was a hit. But, uh, yeah, so I had turned it on, and it was the first time I had heard Down, and I was cranking the radio. You know in that, that moment where something just clicks for whatever it is when you hear a band for the first time? I, I don't know. Like, every now and again, there's just, you know, like when I heard Todd Snyder play, you know, the... Um, uh, alt country folk singing hippie out of uh, out of Nashville. The first time I heard that dude play, I was like, I am a fan. I will always be a fan. I'm angry that I haven't been a fan. That guy had like four records out by the time I got to him. And it was also something about 311. And I've kind of dwindled off as a fan. I still think they're great. You should. I mean, I, there's only one guy I know. My buddy Paul out of, uh, out of San Francisco. He goes by the the moniker, the positive vibe technician, as he should. He's probably the most positive guy I've ever met in my life, but he's a huge 311 guy. I don't know a lot of people who have, it's like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know? Don't know a lot of people that are like, that's their favorite band, but they're always sort of like in the ethos. They always got something cooking. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I've kind of seen 311 four times. Because I also saw Nick Hexum, lead singer of the band, play an acoustic show during... This is gonna be. This is gonna sound so quaint. During the 2004 election, was that Bush? That must have been Bush, right? He was out doing like a rock the vote style acoustic tour in defense of what we thought at the time was a tyrannical George Bush. <laughs> how did we know? How did we not know that years later we'd look back at that guy and be like, wasn't he cute? Oh my gosh, remember him? Remember when he didn't feel every single morning like somebody was going to invade us or that we were all going to die of a terrible virus that had been spread pandemically? No? None of you guys remember that? Oh, that was fun. Those were the days, weren't they? Oh, man. 
But yeah, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I really did dig these guys. And more so because my uh, my father, my stepfather, got back in the car and he heard me listening to 311 Down. He immediately lost his mind because, you know, I'm sure it was tough for like a 27-year-old dude in, you know, 1993 to even think about there ever being any other style of music other than butt rock. But he could not handle it. Made me shut it off. Was not allowed to have 311 in the house, which then in turn made me want 311 more in the house. So yeah, I went out, bought that, uh, that, I guess their biggest record, which is their self-titled. And then 311 Roots I got introduced to by my buddy John Simberg and his brothers. Man, I guess now you start thinking about it. Some of these bands, you don't even realize. You know, I get like, I get why classic rock is still a thing. I get why you can go to like a Rush show and it's still packed and it's sold out every single time, man. Some of these bands you grew up with. I didn't realize it, man, but I, 311, so what am I now? I'm 40. Started when I was 13. So uh, almost 75% of my life, I have been digging 311. I imagine that it's going to keep going. These thing about 311 is I don't know if anybody else in the band uh, ages well but boy that nick hexum every time i see that dude that jawline is just a little bit sharper the abs are a little bit more defined and the voice is just a little bit crisper he's like paul rudd of music the guy just keeps getting better i dig it though i'm glad three i'm glad 311 day exists it's that one day because at least i know what i'm gonna listen to when i'm at the gym today and that in of itself can wreak havoc on the brain. Trying to pick a playlist? Ah, never mind, man. 311 Day, I already know what I'm going to be listening to. Also kind of had a, uh, a moment the other day where I started feeling bad. I don't know. If anybody's a parent and you're listening to this, you might know. But I've always had it on my bucket list to go see Glacier National Park. Never been to, to Montana. I hear it's amazing. I'd like to go. I tried setting up the trip to go. Everybody kind of bailed out. Not last minute. They just decided they'd much rather travel in August when more things are open. And I said, that's fine, man. Don't worry about it. Um, so I just I booked this trip by myself. I just decided, you know what, dude? Just do it. You want to go and do it? But then, like, you know, the, the feeling of I should be taking my daughter with me crept in. I should be taking my mom on this trip. I should be asking others if they would want to come with me. Because there's, like, this... I don't know, this selfish gene that always gets repressed whenever you have kids. At least in some of us. Some of us don't. There's a lot of people I know that have kids and could care less about them. But I'm like, man, I only get like this one shot at her childhood, and she's almost 13. So I'll be traveling uh, the first part of June. I'll get back the day before her 13th birthday, which I feel like is a pretty good dad move, you know? be a little selfish if you just split on the day and you weren't there because you wanted to go out and hike the mountains by yourself. But I mean, I've asked everybody. They're cool with it. I like the idea of being secure with yourself enough that you can go and you can travel and you know that you're self-efficient enough that, you know, um, you'll be able to get yourself in and out of destinations. I like that feeling. I've always liked that feeling. I don't understand how People don't want to drive. Like, from the time I got a bike, I was like, I shall pedal or I shall hitch a ride or I will figure out something. And by hitch a ride, I mean actually, like, grab on Back to the Future style on, like, the back of a truck and let it drag me down the street for six blocks. 
I don't understand the concept of people who just have Uber. Like, I get why people take the bus. I, I, some people don't want the hassle. I get it. But if you got enough money to Uber yourself everywhere, you got enough money for a car, why wouldn't you want to live life not having to you know, have others dictate when you arrived at somewhere? I hate that feeling. Like, even when I go and travel, people are just like, hey, why don't you just go ahead and just, you know... If you go to, like, someplace big, if you go to New York, if you go to Chicago, you go to Boston, you go to places that have good metro transit, I get it, man. Just, you know, hop on the subway. There you go. But, I don't know, I went to Denver and everyone went, eh, just Uber everywhere. And I was like, no, I'm. I, it might cost me a few extra bucks, but if I'm back at, you know, my Airbnb or I'm at a hotel and I'm like, I want to get out and go somewhere, don't you ever just... Why would you have that fe- why would you ever want that feeling of i must do all of these things before i can leave just grab your keys and go what's it cost to rent a car maybe 150 bucks for a couple of days worth it worth it to have that freedom i'm in so first part of june uh booking the trip today going to uh, kalispell montana uh, i found a teepee on airbnb which i'm going to be sleeping in it's kind of right next to the mountains and uh, i'm only going to do one night man as time is going on, not that I want to sound like an old guy or anything, but as time is going on, I just like a bed. Regardless of where that bed is at, I just like a bed. Sleeping on cots all the time, sleeping in tents, it gets to be a little much. It's one thing if you're going to a music festival, but even then, man, like, I don't know. I work my ass off so I can have, like, a bank account so I can maybe rent an RV and enjoy myself a little bit. You know, take a shower, feel good in the morning. Not wake up hungover? Well, that's going to happen anyway. But you know what I'm saying, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because uh, I'm going to take uh, my drone and my cameras and just go to the mountains and be there for four days by myself and, God damn it, just hope to unwind. To just unplug. Like, generally, we're always sucked into something. And it, even if it's not the internet, even if it's not our phones, there's always some sort of drama with, like, the kids or, like, you know, the wife or, you know, your husband is wanting to take a trip by himself and he's not going to be there on your daughter's 13th birthday. These are all things, they keep you plugged in. It's havoc on your mind. Even though it's not the internet and it's not, like, a computer screen, it still hurts, you know? You can feel your brain disconnecting from the inside of your head, Right? can't imagine that i'd be the only one but these are the things that you know they tell us all the time like you you know you hear the story about i believe it was the guy i'd have to look him up but i think it was the guy that had done uh, he had directed ace ventura i'm spacing on his name at the right now but this guy had one day walked into his production company's office and said i need to leave i am here's my phone i will see you in a month And the guy went home and he grabbed a tent and he drove like a hundred miles out of town and he found a beach that was secluded and he set up a tent and he just sat there for 30 days. And he said, by the time I got back, I was so, uh, I was so rested. My brain felt like I had hit the reset button. There's something to that, man. I get why in Europe, they just tell you, take 30 days, dude, go on holiday, get out of here. You have to be able to disconnect yourself from that stuff all the time. And I'm hoping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that when I go out and I do this this solo trip, that I come back and I get that feeling that I hoped I would have. That feeling of 
of ease, of not being stressed out, of being more mindful of my daughter. That's what I'm looking for. I'll probably just go and think about all the crap that's still going on back home and what's going on on the internet. But I'm hoping that in four days. A lot of times the problem is that everyone goes, you got to get away and you got to disconnect. You got to disconnect. And I'm like, the problem isn't disconnecting. The problem is going back to the thing that is causing you the stress. (laughs) You got to fix that. Just getting away from it for four days doesn't do shit. You got to do something that will uh, change the situation so that you're not having to go away for four days. So many people leave work on a Friday and go, oh, God, it's the best feeling ever. I don't have to be back here until Monday. Probably try to find that place in life. When you leave there on a Friday, you go, dude, can't wait to get back here on Monday. Looking to start cranking it out. But anyway, looking forward to this one solo trip. Hopefully it becomes a thing. I hope I can come back with like a new look on life and, um, and hopefully uh, be able to pass some of that wisdom down to my kid. Fingers crossed. And speaking of a lonely time and traveling alone, brand new survey, three in 10 single people have been pleasuring themselves more than once a day during the pandemic and half say they're doing it more than ever before. Which I'm starting to understand about, you see people that are like in their upper 40s and low 50s and they're not married and never been married. And I think society is kind of more so going that way than it ever has. I don't know, marriage and tattoos. If you don't have one by 40, you're good. Just stay that way, (laughs) you know? Why start now, right? So many other great... It looks weird when you start getting tattooed when you're like 47. Really? You didn't make that decision when you were 23, but now in your 40s? I don't know. Um, But yeah, uh, I get this, man. I get this. I was making this comment the other day to somebody that... Sometimes dating feels like playing Nintendo and you lose all of your lives. You're on level number nine. Bowser kills you. It's game over. They're sending you back to the beginning of the game. And you're like, but I'm not done with the game. And the game's like, oh, we're done with you. And then you're like, was there another princess in another castle? And they're like, nope, no more princesses. You're done. So you have to like be able to make that decision to go, all right, I have to start figuring out who I am and if I'm going to be comfortable enough with myself to just hang out alone. You think they're building up fiber optics so that people can, you know, download PDF files? No, man, it's how much porn we can all, you know, stream into our brains. That's what you're paying for. If none of that stuff was on the internet, do you really think you'd be paying $65 a month so you could download work files? No, absolutely not. You'd be, you, you pay it because it's super fast internet. You can stream Netflix. You can watch a little bit of porn. You can call it a night. You can order some Grubhub. And you can do all within like three and a half minutes. If that's all we had was dial-up still, I'll guarantee there would not be as much pornographic material online as, the, as there is now. I mean, we'd find a way. But anytime those... You hear, and here's the other thing. There's also some good effects from having a life where you just live it solo. There's good things that come about. You can, you know, you have that ability to make up your mind freely of anybody else's influence. 
And if you can just get past some of the loneliness that comes along with not being married, dude, that is a, that is a life worth lived. I see a lot of people that have gone through this, man. And I, we look at it as like a terrible thing. We look at guys, and I always say guys, I don't know why I do that, but there are ladies out there. Uh, I was listening to uh, Dr. Dan, uh, the guy who from, uh, from Loveline the other day, he was on a podcast that uh, he was saying like, why are we like putting this sort of prestige on monogamy? I mean, if you are sexually anxious, go out and have a lot of sex. It's okay. Do it. That's how you get better at these things. You should be out there trying and putting yourself out in situations. And having sex or holding sex is not mutually exclusive to having a committed relationship. There are people that once they go, hey, if I'm going to do this act with you, then you and I are going to be entangled into this thing. And that's great. Everybody should find that. I personally live my life like that. But I can see the, the benefits and the want to go, I am with you, uh, not only in a relationship, but also sexually. But every now and again, you know, maybe we get bored with one another or I go on vacation. As long as everybody's safe and it's in the moment and you're not intentionally, you know, doing this to be able to, like, get back at someone or you know, you're not being honest with them, then let her be, man. Let it be. Don't hold all that weight inside. Because then that's when you got to go out and take four-day vacations to disconnect from the thing, which you actually should be working on for those four days, getting the thing you have to come back to in order so that you don't have to have that feeling. You don't have to feel like you get. I have to get out for, you know, um, for a long period of time. Because that's where it all really starts. That's where this all stems from. Just imagine if your life was always a vacation. Feel good, wouldn't it? Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Spotify. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher. You can find me on Instagram. That's at Rudy, R-U-D-Y underscore Povich. Thank you so much once again for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.